Hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. Ben and I are currently away with eight Trinity members for our annual European retreat, this time in Mallorca, so today's episode is one of our most popular episodes from the archive. It's all about how to get your energy levels back and feel years younger as a woman over 40, and it can be done and you don't have to feel tired just because you're older. So without further ado, let's get stuck into today's episode to find out how. So one of the problems that many of the women that we speak to and that we work with bring up is a lack of energy. And since like since they pass 40, many women find that their energy levels will plummet. And maybe you can relate to this. And not only are they tired when they wake up, but they also get this kind of big slump in energy in the afternoon. And again, kind of another slump after they get home in the evening. And that is less than ideal especially if, for example, you're trying to achieve some fitness goals while at the same time you're working a demanding career and you're also responsible for keeping the home and the family life in order as well when you've got all of this responsibility on your plate. And many women end up relying on caffeine or sugar as a pick-me-up to get themselves through the workday. So of managing their team and kind of going between all of these back-to-back meals, and that, back-to-back meetings, sorry, and that could be a real slog. And... This can also leave people kind of late in the evening, crashing on the sofa, feeling completely drained. And it's in that situation when often people will then turn to chocolate, they'll turn to wine, they'll turn to crisps, just because they're feeling so drained and lacking energy. And it's kind of a vicious cycle because eating those unhealthy foods also means that your energy levels are going to drop down. The weight's going to pile on. That's also going to impact your energy levels. But there is a way to get out of this cycle. And we've worked with hundreds of women who are in this exact situation who had their energy levels like really, really low. And we've helped them to turn it all around, get their energy levels through the roof, help them feel younger, help them feel more energetic within just a couple of weeks. So it doesn't even have to take a long time to do this. And in today's episode, we're going to go through three ways that you can boost your energy levels, um, three common problems that people run into and, and give you three solutions to escape that situation. Yeah, and before, before we actually get into those solutions, what I first want to talk about is actually why, why, do, why do a lot of the women over 40 that we work with, and maybe if you're listening to this, you're in the same boat, why do they end up with low energy levels in the first place? Because if we can understand that, then we can, we can actually deal with it and we can, we can counteract some of those things. So age is a small factor, right? As we get older, things do not work quite so efficiently. All the processes in your body don't work quite so well, and therefore you may feel a little bit more tired, but we know that age is only a very small factor. And the reason we know this is because we're able to see with our clients and also in all the research out there, but you can completely transform the way someone feels in terms of their energy levels. And therefore it's not really just their age, it's what they're doing and what we call their lifestyle is a much, much more significant factor. So when we say lifestyle, that's, that's the different things you do, whether you exercise, whether you don't, what you eat, um, what you drink, um, what your work life is like, if you have children and, and what you do there, all of these things are part of your, your overall lifestyle. So we know that energy is much more dependent on that and, than, than age. So you do not have to just give in and say, I'm in my 40s now or I'm in my 50s. This is just part of getting old and just, just giving into that aging process. There's a lot of things you can do and that's what we're going to talk about today is, is three key things that you can do to, to really boost those energy levels. So so Ben, why don't you kick off? What, what's the first thing people can do to, to boost their energy levels? 
So I think one of the biggest problems that people run into with energy levels is the quality of the foods that they're putting into their body. So, you know, when your body is, isn't a machine that needs to run on fuel and when you've got loads of stuff to do, maybe you've got this, you know, high pressure, busy career, you've also got to look after the family. You also want to achieve in your fitness and with your body, your body needs to be running the absolute best it can. So the quality of the food that you put in is going to really have an impact on your energy level. It's just like if you had, you bought yourself a really fancy car and you wanted to go really fast, you've got to put high quality fuel in. If you, if you put the wrong fuel in, or if you put, you know, you, you mix a load of, mix a load of dirt and mud and um, custard, whatever, just all sorts of random stuff into your fuels. So it's low quality. The car's not going to run right. You're not going to be able to achieve what you want. So, the four food groups that we, we tell our clients that it's good to kind of avoid and good to minimize are what we call WADS foods, so W-A-D-S. And what we mean by those foods, it's four key groups of food. So it's wheat, alcohol, dairy, and sugar. So first of all, we'll, we'll focus on alcohol and sugar. So those two um, pretty much universally are not going to be very healthy for you. You know, if you've ever had alcoholic drinks, you know, it doesn't make you feel great afterwards. You don't drink a whole bottle of wine and wake up the next morning and think, wow, I feel so refreshed after having that wine. Um, and the same with sugar. If you, you know, you, if you have a huge load of chocolate cake or whatever, you don't necessarily feel good afterwards. You know, it rots your teeth. It can cause health problems. It's those things are universally just something that you want to minimize. I think, I think we all know that, but then, the other two, so the dairy and the wheat, the reason that those can impact people's energy levels is basically because of intolerances. So while there are people out there who, you know, they're completely intolerant to dairy or completely intolerant to wheat to the point where they must, they must avoid it. They, you know, they're celiac or they're completely lactose intolerant. They have to avoid these things or they cause them serious issues. There's kind of a gray area in between being able to have these things and being completely intolerant. And in that gray area, May you know it might not cause you really significant issues to have wheat to have um, dairy. However, it might have a big impact on your energy levels. It can lead to things like inflammation, um, and and that that can then start to impact on your energy. So, the solution to this then is to figure out what these problem foods are. And the key thing is figuring out what these problem foods are for you, because everybody is different. And with our clients, we go through a process that we call the diet makeover, where it, which is essentially what, what would be called an elimination diet. So for a short period of time, we get our clients to eliminate those WADS foods, so wheat, alcohol, dairy, sugar, only for a week, because you know I don't think any approach where you have to cut things out forever is going to be sustainable, and is going to be realistic long-term. But by cutting those foods out and then kind of adding them back in one at a time, so adding in the wheat, adding in the dairy, seeing how your body reacts to it, you can figure out which ones work for you and which ones don't work for you. And then, and then based on that, again, you don't need to cut these, those things out completely, but you, it's, it's helpful to know that maybe, you know, if your body doesn't agree with wheat that much, if sugar really causes you to have these spikes in energy, if you realize that when you drink alcohol, your energy levels crash as well. I would just recommend just limit those foods slightly. So you don't need to never drink again. You don't need to never eat sugar again. You don't need to never have bread or pasta again. But if you can keep those to maybe, you know, 20% of what you eat, and then for 80% of the time, you can stick to healthier things. You can stick to vegetables. You can stick to um, like healthy lean meats. You can stick to kind of healthier carbs, things like potatoes, things like rice, etc. cetera, um, good fats, 
if you can make good choices for 80% of the time and limit those unhealthy things to about 20% of the time, then you can be in a situation where your energy levels are really, really high because the food and the fuel that you're putting in is really good quality. While at the same time, you're not having to ban everything and you're not having to say, you know, I will never eat these things again. Like some of, some of these approaches out there, like whether it's keto, whether it's low carb, a lot of these things will say, you know, literally the approach we recommend is for 12 weeks or whatever, you're going to have no alcohol, no sugar, you're going to eat no carbs, which, you know, maybe it will get somebody results if they can be have enough willpower to stick to it. But at the same time, what happens when that ends? So I think it's really important to have something that you is realistic and does let you, it lets you eat in a normal way that you feel that you could continue with long term as well. And I just want to rewind to the sugar thing for a second. I think, yeah. you know, Ben's every explained what you need to do very well there. But a lot, that's something I hear from a lot of people is they turn to sugar for, for energy. And mm. we're talking all about energy levels today. And I think there's a big misconception here. And it's something I'm always helping clients to see is that sure, sugar gives you a quick burst of energy, but it, a lot of people don't realize it's actually causing them to feel tired because you get a massive crash after that. And it's not energy that sustains you. It's like if you have, if you're trying to make a fire and you get a can of petrol, or I don't know if anyone else was as immature as probably my Ben was in the same boat here as, as, as I was as a teenager, but we used to get a light, um, a lighter and a can of deodorant and you'd light it and it'd go make like a flamethrower. Hopefully people don't do that anymore, but they probably do. Um, but that, that like it, it makes a big flame and then it goes really quick, just like pouring petrol on a fire. You get a big flame, but it burns off almost instantly. And then you're back to having no fire. And what we really want to do, like that's basically what happens with sugar is it's just like pouring petrol on the fire. You get a really big flame, but it's then gone again. And then you've got to put more and more and more and more on. And it's just like with sugar, you're constantly then having to eat sugar to keep your energy levels high. And then that's going to be way too many calories. You're then going to gain weight and you're going to feel tired because then you're carrying excess weight around with you. And anyone who's tried to carry a stone or two in weight around is something we do at our events is pretty heavy. It gets pretty tiring pretty quickly. So carrying excess weight's tiring. But what you can do instead then as part of everything Ben just explained is, is, is eat something that's going to sustain your energy and give you this long-term energy without making you feel really tired. So you don't need to eat really big, heavy meals, but what you do need to eat is something which is a more sort of complete source of food. And it's like putting a log on a fire. If you've ever made a good fire um, and you've, you've found a really good log, like when I went to Namibia years, 10, 10, 12 years ago, they had this special wood called this Mapani wood that they would put on the fire for the barbecue and it would, produce this amazing heat and it would last like three or four hours. You just put a couple of pieces of this wood on and it would just last forever. And that's kind of what you want to do with your food is get this, get the right kind of food in, which is generally a balance of um, healthy vegetables, proteins, carbs and fats. You don't need to cut anything out, but have a healthy balance of those things. And that will digest really slowly and gradually reduce, re release energy just bit by bit by bit by bit. And it will keep you sustained for three, four, five hours after that meal. And eating regular meals like that will, will give you so much more energy. And I get so many clients, and I'm sure Ben does as well, saying to me after a couple of weeks, like my snacking and all of that, I was so tired and I was constantly having to snack to keep my energy up. And now I just, just eat a meal and then I can get on with my day and I'm working so much better and I'm feeling so much better as well. So that, that was just an additional thing I want to say about sugar. I don't think um, I need to say anything else on there. So we should probably, probably press on. Yeah, go for it. So the next one then is basically avoiding avoiding being kind of addicted to caffeine 
So I'll let you kind of go into go into detail on this one, Rob, and I'll add anything afterwards. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you can add something because I know you're more of a coffee drinker than me. And I know you've had sort of you've you've had periods of having more and having less, but I'll give a bit of background. So caffeine is a stimulant, which is a drug. I think a lot of people forget that it's a drug. Everyone's like, oh, drugs are bad, but um, I'm not into drugs, by the way. I'm not saying that because I'm a, like, I love drugs. But the point is caffeine is just another drug. And I think it's something that people overuse, just like alcohol, because it's a legal drug, we can just see it as it's fine. But actually, you can get addicted to caffeine. And the problem with getting addicted to caffeine, just like sugar, is it doesn't really give you real energy. It kind of just masks the problem. Um, so what caffeine does is it um, you have receptors in your brain that basically um, they they um, they're the thing that kind of signals that you're tired. And what caffeine does is it blocks those receptors so that you don't have that feeling of tiredness. So it's great. You know, every now and again, I do have a caffeinated drink. I'm not completely against it. I will have a coffee on on a day where I've slept really badly and I've got to get stuff done. I will then save my coffee for that day. Um, but the problem is if you're constantly having it, what you're doing is you're actually trying to block kind of a symptom of the problem, which is the problem is usually a poor sleep and a lack of sleep. Um, and sleep's a bit of a vicious cycle. I'll come into that one in a minute. But the point is, it's kind of like if you, if you cut yourself and you bleed and then you put a plaster on it, like you know that's a silly idea. You'd be like, why, why did you cut yourself? But not sleeping is kind of the same thing that the, the, the trigger is not sleeping and then you'll put the plaster is putting having this caffeine and if you keep you keep cutting yourself and then keep putting plasters on obviously that's unhealthy but a lot of people in this modern day and age think that sleep is just a waste of time it's something we need to just you know you have to get but it's a pain in the ass i wish we could get less of it and having really studied this and read there's a great book by matthew walker called why we sleep um it goes into so much detail about a sleep is very closely linked to how long we live if we don't sleep well we're going to live a lot shorter also loads of health problems but also just your energy levels are completely tied to sleep we need eight hours as humans about one percent of people have this different genetic code that means they don't have to have eight hours sleep every other person needs eight hours sleep and if you don't get it you're going to be playing catch up and i know with young kids and stuff it's complicated but for most people the opportunity is there to get the sleep they're just not giving it to themselves and then they're trying to put this caffeine patch on as a solution and the problem is caffeine also then disrupts your sleep if you're having caffeine in the afternoon it has this half-life of six hours, which means it's in your system. It only gets to half its strength after six hours. So even if you have it at 4 p.m., by 10 p.m., you've still got half the caffeine in your system. So it's not completely even gone then. So I would first of all say limit caffeine to 12 noon at the latest and try not to, if you're in the state where you need it every single day, you probably need to work on your sleep. And that's, that's something we obviously work on with our clients. But Ben, I know you've You've had some experience with caffeine and coffee and things like that. I don't know where you sit at the moment, but um, but what have you learned from from that? Yeah, I mean, I've kind of cut. I'd say I cut down my coffee uh, intake, but I, there was definitely a point where I'd have say you know, one between one and kind of three coffees a day. Which I know I, I speak to a lot of clients who they have a lot more than that. Like three coffees would be kind of a light day for them. They just literally are just back to back having these coffees to keep their energy levels up. But I found that another disadvantage of caffeine, not only that it's like, it's not kind of a real energy boost, at the same time, it can increase kind of feelings of anxiety. So when you, when you drink that coffee, you'll feel, first of all, sometimes I'll, I'll feel kind of jittery. So I'll feel a bit more alert, but like, let's say I need to focus on a task. I might feel a bit more alert, but I might also feel kind of a bit more all over the place. And my focus might not be quite as good as if I was well rested and I had had that proper sleep. But at the same time, I found that after over a certain amount of caffeine, 
my like anxiety levels were definitely a lot higher. So just general kind of worrying and stressing and overthinking about things was just increasing. And I found a really easy way to reduce that was just to reduce the amount of caffeine I was drinking. So like, as, as you said before, Rob, I think it's one of those things that it does have its place. It can be useful if like, for example, um, you know, there are times when, like when we run events for our clients and they are quite long days, you have to be alert. You have to be focused. You have to deliver a really good like quality of, um, of service to people for that long, long day and a long period of time. So in those days, I find it useful to just have a couple of coffees to keep me going just for those couple of days. But, um, yeah, so it has its time and place then. But I think if, if you're having to use it all the time, um, you know, it, it really can, it's, it's not kind of proper energy. It comes with its disadvantages as well. Yeah. So just like everything, it's like habit in moderation, just like alcohol and all the rest of it, I guess. And I get that anxiety too. That's another reason, particularly for me, apparently it's lighter skin. People get it worse, but, um, I don't know if there's actually any truth in that, but I, I definitely find if I have a really strong coffee, sometimes I'll buy one from a coffee shop and they, they must mm. make it way stronger than I do. And I just feel awful. Like, really really anxious i think i that's the point when i know what real anxiety feels like because i feel awful like like i'm almost like i've I've nearly had a panic attack i've never felt that any other time other than from having a costa coffee and i'm just sat in the car like uh, just like panicking i don't know what to do i feel like i cannot drive i'm gonna crash and die and it's it's an awful feeling and i think most people don't get that but they're, they're more just using caffeine to kind of um to to, to cover up that tiredness, but really that's another thing to consider because again, you're not going to be very effective with work. If you like that, you're not going to be very, you know, very, very useful. Um, and a lot of the people we work with have got, got jobs where they need to perform, don't they? Yeah, definitely. So should we move on to our last point then? Number three, I'll let you kick, kick this one off. Yeah. So the, the, I think another reason that people struggle with energy is essentially just because of a lack of exercise. Now, a lot of people will use kind of tiredness as an excuse where they'll say like, I'm too tired to exercise. I don't have enough energy to exercise. But the thing to consider is exercise can actually create energy. It can actually make you feel more energetic. And I find personally, the less exercise I do when I go into a week where I don't know if I'm ill, I'm not feeling it. And I have a few days off exercise, my energy levels really start to decline. And then when I go into a workout, having taken a break, then I feel really sluggish in that workout. It doesn't really feel like it's like it's going well. But when I'm in a good routine with my exercise, I feel more energetic. And the reason for that is exercise releases endorphins. So it releases kind of happy chemicals into the brain, just like the body. Like when you have a hangover, the body creates that kind of negative. It creates that feeling for you as almost to say, don't do that again. Don't put that all of that poison into your body again. It's not that the alcohol causes you to feel you know, ill and all of that. It's, it's your body literally produces those chemicals itself. Um, and it's, it's the same with exercise, I guess. So when you exercise, when you do something that the body knows is good for it, your body releases happy chemicals in, into the brain. So it makes you, it gives you a good feeling. Other benefits of exercise. I mean, there are so many. I would say it's, it, it's the first habit we get our clients to build up. We build up a series of habits in our Fit Over 40 program. Week one, literally, we just say, do some exercise. That's all you're going to do this week. Focus on the exercise. Cause when they do that, their energy levels pick up. Then we start to look at food choices. Then we start to look at the other things and it all just builds on itself. But I think exercise is really the foundation of the whole thing. So when you exercise, when you're in a good routine with exercise, you will feel 
more tired in the evenings, but in kind of a good way. So when you go to get settled down to bed, you'll find it easier to get off to sleep. You will improve your quality of sleep. And by improving that quality of sleep, obviously that's going to then give you more energy. It can also help to manage stress. So I find a lot of the times before I do exercise, I will feel, maybe I feel stressed. I feel anxious. I don't feel great. I don't necessarily even feel motivated to exercise, but afterwards I feel calm. I feel relaxed. I've kind of got all of that nervous energy out. And I kind of look at that as um, I do some like dog sitting and you will have some dogs who are very nervous. They'll, they'll behave in very weird ways. They'll like climb on top of you and be like, being annoying all over the place then you take them out for a walk you let them run around then they will just lie down and they will just sleep and do nothing it's kind of it's kind of the same like if if you don't exercise you're going to be kind of have all of this restless nervous energy that that your body doesn't know where to do with um, other benefits of exercise it will train the heart to work more efficiently which will mean you'll be getting more oxygen to the brain more oxygen to your other organs your body will become a more efficient machine um, And it also, especially at the moment where we are all, you know, locking down and having to stay inside more. I mean, now, you know, there are obviously there's way more opportunities to go outside and do stuff now, but it gives you a change of scene. So if you're regularly exercising, let's say you're working from home and you do half a day of work and then you're feeling like your energy levels are dipping, you're not really feeling it anymore. If you do exercise, it can kind of break up the day nicely and then give you kind of a second boost of energy or a second lease of life. So The solution to this one, if you're struggling with exercise, you're struggling with tiredness, I would say just just get started with exercise. And I think it's key to remember that like when you get started with exercise, the first session of exercise you do, you're probably going to not, you're not going to feel that good doing it. You probably won't enjoy it. You probably won't feel energetic going into it. You'll probably be out of breath. You'll be tired. But just know that like that first session, even if it feels awful, the second session will feel a bit better. The third session will feel a bit better. The fourth session will feel a bit better. And after a week or two of regularly getting into exercise, suddenly you'll start to feel, you'll start to enjoy it. You'll start to see the benefits. It's one of those things that kind of needs to build up. So if you're the type of person who's, you know, you've tried getting into exercise, done a couple of workouts and thought this really isn't working for me. I would give it, give it more time, give it another chance. And also I would say do exercise that you like or exercise that you know will get you the results you want. So it depends. If you're looking to lose weight, if you're looking to see some changes with your body, I would say the best type of exercise to do is the exercise that's going to get you some results. Because when you start seeing the inches going down on your waist, when your clothes start feeling better, um, you know, when you see that those results and see your body changing, it's very easy to stay motivated. It almost gives you energy seeing those wins and seeing those seeing those positives. When you're in a positive state of mind, you'll have a lot more energy than when you're in a negative state of mind. I think mindset does have a lot to, a lot to do with it. I know we didn't really touch on this much, but for example, you know, for a lot of people, they might not be feeling that energetic, not be feeling that positive. Then you put on a really upbeat song that kind of pumps you up and gets you in a, gets, gets you in a mood ready to, ready to go. And your whole energy and your whole kind of state of being will change. Like if you're on a run, and then you put some nice, some motivating music comes on. Your like motivation song comes on. It can you can suddenly feel like you can go faster and that you've got more energy. Um, so yeah, I think choosing exercise which gets you results is key. And if if you're over forty, you're looking to lose some weight, you're looking to see some results in the mirror. I would recommend what we call low impact strength training. So you know n- none of this kind of high intensity stuff because you know go go back and listen to the other podcast to figure out why. 
but I would recommend just low impact strength training, either that or if you know, you're not so focused on seeing those physical results in the mirror, just choose things that you enjoy, choose things that you, you actually want to go and do. Yeah. And all, all of these things, I know we've talked about these three t- different techniques you can use today to boost your energy. These are things we use with our clients. Um, and I just wanted to share a couple of results because I, it's all well and good myself and Ben just saying this will boost your energy, this will boost your energy, but it's, it's much more real if you, if you hear how it's worked for them as well. So the first one we actually want to share is, um, is from Dorothy. So Dorothy's one of Ben's one-to-one clients. You were just speaking to her before this, weren't you? Yeah, I was speaking to her this morning about her, her workouts and how she's fitting those in. There we go. So Ben was speaking to her this morning and I'll read out what Dorothy said. So um, Dorothy said, when she started, I was an easy size 16, tired and fatigued most of the time aching legs and feet at the end of each day. I'd lost a lot of confidence. I felt low in mood, weak, old, and extremely frustrated with myself. Then we asked what's changed since she joined Trinity. So she said, I have more energy. And even after only eight weeks, I feel stronger and fitter. I can see that I'm toning up and I'm losing fat from my arms, legs, and middle. More importantly, I have a different attitude. I want to eat healthy versus junk food. I look forward to walking my dog. I feel strong and proud of myself after every workout. Also important is the support and the regular contact I have with Ben. It feels I have backup and someone who understands where I started, but also where I want to go. So that's an amazing example from Dorothy of how in just eight weeks, not only is she feeling way more energetic, stronger and fitter, um, but she also knows that Ben's there for her if she she has any any sort of worries. So the next one's from Wendy. I'll let you read this out. Is Wendy one of your clients, Ben? Another one. Wendy's one of my clients as well, yeah, who I speak to on a regular basis. So before she started, Wendy says, I I was a size 12, feeling heavy, uh, dumpy, as I'm only four foot 11, so the extra weight shows a lot. I felt bloated generally, carrying weight mainly on my stomach, hips, and thighs, and I was 10 stone four at my heaviest. I lost six pounds before Trinity, so started with you guys at nine stone 12. Then... After working with her, she said, I'm in a happier place. The bloating is massively reduced and my energy levels are much higher. I feel more in control of my life. The week four check-in photos have given me a huge boost as I can see the improvements to my shape and they are more than I expected. My weight is now nine stone, six and a half. So that's 5.5 pounds lost in four weeks whilst feeling as if I'm eating a lot as I've had to step up to keep up with the calories. It doesn't feel like a diet. Instead, it's more of an more of an awareness of what I'm eating. My waist is reduced by about three centimeters with a little bit off my thighs and hips. I'm delighted and just need to keep going. So that goes to show that even in just four weeks, by changing those food choices, maybe some foods that Wendy was maybe not, didn't tolerate 100% perfectly before, she's reduced her bloating, she's improved her digestion and her energy levels are so much higher. And because of that, it was then easy for her to do the workouts. It was easy for her to make good food choices. It was easy for her to get on with everything else, which has then allowed her to lose those five and a half pounds over four weeks. So when you kind of start with the foundation of energy and you create that energy for yourself, getting the results becomes a lot easier. And then the last one I want to share is from Susie Mitchell, another of Ben's clients. I seem to have picked all of Ben's today, but again, Ben seems to be the energy, energy genius, although all of our, all, everyone we work with goes through the same sequence of things. So you'll all get energy if you work with either of us. Um, but here's what Susie said. So before she started with us, she said, I was feeling fat, lazy, and not doing any exercise. I was tired, not sleeping well, staying up late, doing work, and then eating junk. Then she said, what's changed since joining Trinity? She said, my overall well-being." I've lost a lot of weight, a stone, fitter, stronger, more toned and have more energy. 
people comment constantly on what I look like. And it's the change from flab to muscles. It feels so good. Overall diet has improved and meeting the right types of food and a better balance of them. This also feeds into the family diet and what we all eat. My well-being and sense of giving myself time has changed too. And I'm mentally stronger and able to say no to a lot more things. I just don't give all of me to other people now, especially people who just take advantage and take the piss. It's a fantastic program. It's worked for me on so many different levels. Stronger, fitter, and more confident in my opinions, etc. Interesting end to end with etc. <laughs> but as you can see there, you know, Susie's, um, Susie's made so many changes, not just losing weight, but the way she feels in terms of confidence and energy, but it's also impacted on her family, which I think is fantastic as well. So they're all eating better as well. And she's putting herself first more, which as, as Ben said, there's so many other elements as well that we work on from mindset to you know, prioritizing yourself and self-perception. All of these things come into it. Um, but the ultimate thing I wanted to just share there was, was how tired she was feeling before and, and how, how much she was lacking in con confidence and now how she's turned all of that around as well. So they're, they're just a kind of a snippet of some of the results you can achieve inside of our, well, clients are achieving right now inside of our Fit Over 40 program. Ben, where can people go to find out more about that? To find out more about working with us in our Fit Over 40 program to help boost your energy levels, to help drop those couple of dress sizes, get the scales moving in the right direction, head over to www.fit40info.com and you can grab all the information on that page. Brilliant. So go and check it out. Thank you so much again for joining us for today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. And we'll be back next Friday for the next episode. We'll catch you then. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.